When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody it is the cbc wisdom hour number 62 for july 16th 2019 i am steve witchell in new orleans yaks kavash it's tony b coming to you live from poland <laughs> yaks kavash hey now yaks kavash what's up oh really i didn't know you were so prolific with your yes yaks kavash linguist Stevie. talents um cool cool many hidden secrets Yes, indeed. That's why we keep doing this, because we keep uncovering many hidden secrets. Yes, hidden town secrets, foreign languages. Um, Good stuff. Yes. So it is number 62. We are live right now on the Cover Band Central page on Facebook. And I'm about to share it into the Cover Band Central group. episode. Yes. Join us live. Now, episode sixty-two. Yes, and I got—I sh- just banged right into the microphone. I just got a new microphone, and now it's excellent. Yeah, it's in a—it's it, in a spot where, uh, where I, uh, where I don't normally have a microphone, so I'm getting used to it being there. Like the commercial says, Steve, either you run big with Bigfoot or you run from Bigfoot. What commercial is that? Slim Jim. Oh, Slim Jim. Okay. Jack Link's Sasquatch uh, Bigfoot Slim Jim. Nice. I don't eat those. Uh, all right. So we're live in the group. We're live on the page. Anybody wants to join us, we will see. Yes, salutations. Yeah. Please join. And hopefully they'll give some comments and whatnot. So how are you, my friend? Outstandingly excellent, brother. How about yourself? I'm very good. Um, I had an eventful week since last week's meeting, last week's show. Yes, wasn't your gig with um, the fill-in gig? Yes. That, well, all right, I need to get to that. Um, We had, after we did our episode, one week, just one short week ago, there was a, a storm brewing in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. That that was uh, anticipated by the weather experts, um, and it became a tropical storm. And by by Wednesday or Thursday, it was clear that there was was a storm that was going to hit us, and it was going to have a, a significant impact, according to the weather experts. And we uh, uh, so we were planning by Thursday night. We were planning for 
essentially a hurricane to hit us. And it's and that this is commonplace here in the Gulf, um, but it, it kind of came on all of a sudden. And uh, uh, so we did. Uh, I was I was scheduled to play Saturday. We we played Wednesday and Thursday. By Thursday, it was kind of dead in the corner. People were just splitting because you know they're planning for the storm. Uh huh. It wasn't storming yet, though. It wasn't. It was um, a little rainy and stuff, and then. It was supposed to hit us Friday and Saturday. So, um, yeah, so by Thursday, the band that I was supposed to sub for, the guy told me, he said, um, the, the the bass player that has been subbing with us, his gig got canceled because of the upcoming storm. And he said, you know, do you want to take the night off? And I said, well, you know, it's up to you who you want to use. I'm prepared to do the gig if you want me to. And then um, by Friday, so the next day, Friday, he wrote me back and he said, we've decided we're going to use him, you know, the guy who's been subbing with us. And and he was very very polite about it. And, but I would normally kind of frown on that kind of decision because it's, once you you give somebody the gig, it's their gig, unless they yeah agreed. I I don't agree with his that behavior. Yeah, um, but my 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 mentality was, I, I I thought based on the weather projections that the gig was going to get canceled anyway. That was my feeling. Um, so I just felt like when he first asked me, when he first told me that, I I just. I told I left it up to him. I said, you know, you make that call. Um, and I I think really even at that point the right thing to do was to still honor it f- for me because he gave it to me. Uh, but he said, well, you know, we've decided to do this. And initially, yeah, that's my feeling. It's like you know, that's not that's not the right call to do. But in in the message he sent me, he was very apologetic about it and. Uh, and he said, "I hope we're cool. You know, uh, um, this has nothing to do with you." And and I and uh, I mean, he was very polite and very professional about it. So I just said, "Yeah, no worries. Um, it's all good." Um, and and he said, "You know, we we might need you for future dates in in that that one message." So I said, "Yeah, it's no worries. Just keep me posted on future dates." And he said, "Thanks, we'll do." He he was very polite about it and very professional. So even though I don't think it was the right call, I still think he handled it well. Um, and then Saturday, you know, I went and I planned for this storm to be hitting. I went and got all the provisions I would need, and um, Saturday woke up kind of early to try to see what was going on, and it was still, like Friday, it was a little windy and a little rainy, and then Saturday, when it was supposed to really hit, it was still kind of just windy and a little bit of rain here, and I was watching the Weather Channel, and they were showing the radar and they're showing places that it was kind of raining more. But here, it just didn't really hit us at all. So then early afternoon, Jason, my friend Jason Harvey, drummer in the band I played with at Crazy Corner, um, gets in touch with me. He said, can you play tonight? Because um, he was coming from Baton Rouge and his bass player comes from Baton Rouge and the storm was worse there. And he had to play. Like a lot of the clubs on Bourbon Street canceled for Saturday. And a lot of them didn't even open. Uh, but he had to play. His club was open. 
and he didn't want to make his bass player drive all the way from Baton Rouge in the weather. So he said, can you come play? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm watching the weather. If it gets really bad, I don't know. But yeah, sure, you know. So I ended up going there and playing. We did play it, played as a four-piece and had a blast. It was great. So I ended up getting that one gig canceled and then still picking up a gig for Saturday. And we started early. We started at 6 o'clock. And we did five sets and uh, just had a great time because there was no pressure. You know, it was just like. And how busy was it? It wasn't very busy, but there were people. You know, we got, there weren't too many places to go hang out. So when the people that were hanging out. Right. You know, there was more, a better chance for them to come and see us. And we, we started at the night. We started at six and we started just by playing songs that we don't, we haven't normally played or somebody wanted to try it out. Nobody, not one person in the room other than staff. And we were just, all right, let's try this song. And she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. And she was the girl singer. She was reading from her phone, you know, because she never did it. So she was reading lyrics. And so we went through a, like four or five songs like that. Like, all right, let's try this song. And we were just having so much fun. And then a group, this huge group of people, friends that were there, uh, they were mostly guys, came in. It was like 15 or 20 of them and they came in the room and they were all rowdy they're all like eh, hurricane party blah, blah, blah. you know they were they were psyched so we just started pulling out the good stuff and um and they were really appreciative crowd and they tipped us quite a bit and bought us drinks um so um and then we d we did like a double and then we broke and then we came back and did a triple and that was it it kind of died down at that point and it was early in the night it was only like nine nine thirty but things started dying down, so we wrapped it up there. But overall, it was great. It was a really fun experience. Was, um, awesome. I don't know if it's the first time I've played in a tropical storm, but it's one of the few times I've played during a tropical storm. So, And then I learned that the gig that I was supposed to sub for got canceled. So as I anticipated, uh, on top of that, yeah, yeah, as I anticipated, that gig was going to get canceled, and it did. Um, so, so I didn't really miss out on anything. I gained a gig that I wouldn't normally have had. So, Z had always works out that way. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's excited about the whole. Experience. That's fun playing with Jason. Yeah, love playing with Jason. He and I are, are good friends, and we like to have fun on stage and. Uh, yeah, good times, good times. Good times, Stevie, good times. And then, of course, played last night, and, or what is today, Tuesday? I played Sunday night, and I, I played last night, too. So I played the last three nights in a row, and it's all good. It's it's the slow time of year here in New Orleans. That's good, and here we are at wisdom time already. Yes, I know. It went by quickly, and hopefully this audio is better. I'm looking forward to hearing it back, but I, I apologize for last week if anybody listened to that. It was, uh, we got a bad cable, which we determined. Episode 61C. Yeah. Well, we're 62. <laughs> Screw it. We're just counting, it. counting up. We're just, we're just counting up episode counting 178. Up. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was goofing around before doing some testing with this mic. And I was like, uh, CBC Wisdom Hour, episode 76,851. <laughs> Which would that's be... A lot, that's a lot of hours, Stevie. That would, that would be impossible to hit that. Unless we did it we every day. It. 
every day, several times a day. Wisdom Hour coming to you live at 9, 11, 2, 4, 7, and 12. <laughs> every day, seven days a week. So much wisdom you don't know, do it all that wisdom. For 30 years. You'd be dumber than you was wisdom. <laughs> oh, I have to stop banging into the microphone. Oh, boy. So I'm using the Blue Yeti. Anybody else out there uses it, let me know. The Blue Yeti. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Makes me feel like a, a real broadcaster almost. Almost. Live from New Orleans, it's the Wisdom Hour. Yes. Special guest, Steve Witchell. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Live from Tel Aviv, Tony Beinert. Yes. Um, so. You have to get your sound effects back up and running. I know. I have them here. But you can't hear them, right? No, I hear nothing. Wait. Here, let's try it. That's a crowd applause. You don't know what if you can't hear it, it's not it's not gonna be working for us. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Um so uh yeah. So I um doing this thing now because I have this new microphone and I'm doing a, a thing for the C B C VIP group where I'm gonna be interviewing people. Um I, I have I'm using this uh software called StreamYard. And now I have my new Mac, I have my new microphone, I got StreamYard, and I'm going to be interviewing, uh, my, do my first interview tomorrow for the VIP group. It's exclusive for the VIP group. It's only for them. Uh, but it's my friend Steve Dunn from Connecticut, who is a guitar player, singer, and he and I went on tour several times with Jared Fink. And he's still a full-time working musician, so I'm going to have him come into the VIP group and do a, a video interview. Actually, kind of like this, but with our faces, not just our voices. That would be cool. Yeah, it's all it's it's set up. I, I That's what I was doing just before this podcast. I was setting that up. And um, and it's it's really cool, man. It's, the technology, man, is amazing. How you can just make it look so professional with with relative ease. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, doing that. That starts tomorrow, and then I'm going to have other interviews as we go forward. So I was thinking, you do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Do what? Do an interview do an for interview. the VIP group. Yeah, sure. So I would inter interview you for the VIP group, and you come in as a a, a learned musician expert. A learned musician expert, I is. Yes. Um, so we could probably. I wonder. See, it's a little tough to. Well, we could just do it at like a this time, the uh, wisdom hour time, I guess. Would, we could do it. We might have to. Po we might have to. Um, yeah. Do it in place of wisdom hour. Wi wisdom hour. Yeah, do it in place of wisdom hour one week. Oh no! Episode sixty-three. We have to be. 64. Yeah, well, you're going away, right? Next week? Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, not next week, but um, I'm here next week. And then um, I leave the following week. So I am here next week, and I'm gone the following. 
Okay. So I'm gone the week of, let's see, 29th. Right. Okay. So the 29th, we will not have that. So let's... It was actually Tuesday the 30th. There will be no wisdom. Sorry. Right. Right. So maybe... Maybe we'll do this next week. Um, instead of uh, doing a podcast, we'll do a live thingamabob on the video, with the video. For the VIP group. Yes. El Rojito. Um, so you were supposed to have a meeting with uh, a phone meeting with, with the Chambo update. What's going on? Yeah, no update. I got blown off by Chambo last week, so I'm hunting him down for this Thursday uh, to try and square away the information I need to do this because I have two weeks to, to get it done. Okay. So the, clock, the clock is ticking. So meaning you want to get it done before vacation? Yes, that's my goal, to get it up and running before vacation. Okay. Good. Yeah, because we need to get that rolling, man. I was talking to... Well, I talked to the... I'm trying to get a gig together for the Friday night where I can play. Yeah, and, you were saying that. Yeah. So, um it's like I was I almost pulled the trigger on on buying the flight and then I didn't and cuz I just want a little bit more of a solid confirmation of things. Um uh-huh. you know. I mean, either way, I would come up there and have a good time and find stuff to do, but this is the stuff I want to do. So, Trying to trying to ensure that it's all going to happen before I really commit to uh, the excursion. Yes, indeed, of course. Yeah. So yeah. So keep me posted on that. Poor, poor little Steve, come all the way up to New Jersey. I no know. gigs. No Chamber Fest. No nothing. Nobody Just wants to hang out in yeah. my garage. Yeah. Nobody wants to hang out with me. They're like, oh man, sorry, I'm busy, man. Sorry, dude, but could you? How long are you in town for? Uh, the the plan is to come on Wednesday, prior to that weekend, and then return on Monday. So it would be so five days, basically. That'd be good. Yeah, and I do have a place to stay, so that I've I've locked in. So that helps. That you are golden. Yes, and I also learned that I can use points from my credit card to buy. Uh, my plane ticket and a rental car. Oh boy! You know they talk about that all the time—the points on the on your credit cards—and I never pay attention to it. And they 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 tout it in advertising like you get double points on this, blah blah blah. But I never really pay attention to it. And I was like, oh, let me go just look at this. And I'm like, I got like fifty six thousand points on one of my credit cards. I'm like, all right, that must get me something. And like a plane ticket is a lot less than that. Points wise, wow. yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, this is cool. I can I can use these for that. I can use it to buy yeah. other things. Spend so. the points up, dude. Spend them up. Yeah. All right, Excellent. good. So I was um. Here's the, I gotta give you a little background on this. This the man I was I'm walking down the street one day. Yeah, the 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 man I was in. Or the band that I'm trying to get together a gig is called Mad Rabbit. And prior to that, the, the version of that band was a band called Bad Habit. And 
Yeah. <laughs> bad habit turned into mad rabbit. Bad rabbit. Yeah. Bad, it was just bad habit. And bad habit was a band that I would go see every once in a while in the local club scene. And this is this is the late or this is mid nineties, mid to late nineties. And uh, you know they just played in the clubs around me that had cover bands, and there were quite a few at that time. And I wasn't really playing in cover bands at that time. I was just, I was doing uh, originals. Uh, but I would go out and see these bands and then kind of got to know some of the bands and some of the people. And I, like Bad Habit, I really, I, I liked them, but I, I, they kind of annoyed me a little bit. It was the singer, I think, that kind of annoyed me. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't pay them all that much mind, but I would still go see them and, and whatever. And then I got an offer to to join that band, saying the bass player was leaving, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to play Bad Habit, but all right, I'll go to this audition, whatever. And I went, and I I had a good time, and I ended up getting the gig. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll just I'll do this gig. It's you know, it's work. It's um, it, it'll make me a little bit of money, whatever. And uh, the, the bass player that that left is this guy named Tom, and he's he's somebody who, when I would go see Bad Habit, I was like, man, he's a great bass player. You know, he's got good funk chops. Um, you know, he's he, he's real solid. Blah blah blah. And I really kind of looked up to him. And then I, I ended up replacing him in the band. And then Matt, Bad Rabbit or Bad. <laughs> Bad habit. Eventually, the the drummer left and the guitar. Brad Talbot. The, the guitar player left, and we got a new guitar player and new drummer, and we changed the name to Mad Rabbit, and that was Matt, our singer's ideas, and it, and it was his uh, his whole concept, and he drew logos based on it and stuff, and we played around quite a bit as just a four piece, um, and we did well, you know, and we did uh, recording. We have a CD. That uh, that is pretty good, a, a live recording. So, those guys are my friends. You know, we had a great time together, played for years together, and that's the reason for me wanting to do a show, just to kind of reunion, get together with everybody still around, everybody's can still play. So let's celebrate that and celebrate music. And you said you spoke to those guys, right? I did. I did. I spoke to everybody, and it seems the wheels are in motion for it. Uh, nothing is locked in yet, but the wheels are in motion. So very cool. So when I was talking to Matt about this, actually, uh, he was telling me this several months ago, three or four months ago, about the the original bass player from Bad Habit, Tom, was trying to get those guys together to play and do a gig. And Matt Matt had called me and, and said, can you, "Hey, can you send me the the you know the old set list because these guys want to get want to get get together and play." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So I sent him that. And then, uh, as far as I know, nothing came of it. And then I just started. I contacted these guys recently and said, "Hey, I'm coming up to Jersey. I want to do a gig." And they're all pretty much in. Um, so nothing ever happened when when Tom was trying to put it together, but. It did with, you know, it's, it, the wheels are in motion for me anyway. So Tom is in New Orleans right now. He came to visit for a work trip. And he told me he was coming. He told me quite a while ago he was coming. 
and he's been here once before. He came here, like, I want to say about three years ago. Same reason, a work trip, and came to see me play and got up and jammed a few songs. And, uh, which I always welcome, you know that. Um, of course. So he came, he told me he was coming, and then he came in last night to the, sh- to the swamp while we were playing. And very dead night last night. We didn't have a lot of people at all. Um, again, summer is very slow here, and it's post-storm time, so. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Tom came in, sat down, watched us, and then we went on a break, and we are chatting a little bit, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm coming up to Jersey in October, and I'm trying to get a Mad Rabbit gig together, and I think it's going to happen, and he just got so despondent, I think would be the word. Um, I mean, he was pissed. He was like, man, I've been trying to do that forever, and those guys, like, those guys don't, you know, didn't call me back, or whatever, and and I was like, uh-oh. Like, I I felt like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said anything about that because this guy is now, he seems a little jealous or bitter or whatever. And I, and I said that right to him. I said, listen, hey, man, don't don't be bitter. It has nothing to do with you. It's just, uh, you know, I, I got the wheels in motion. Nothing's really locked in yet. And I said, I'd really like to make this kind of a, a, a celebration of Bad Habit and Mad Rabbit and, like, make it a big party. I said, so you can come play, and the other guitar player is going to come. And, you know, just make it a whole, you know, a fun little event. He goes, no, thanks. I'm not going to go to that. I don't need to do that. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. Yep. Thanks, but no, thanks, Steve. So, yeah. And he took a sip of his beer and kind of looked Brewer. away. And like, yeah, it was just very broody. About, and, and I still tried at that point to say, hey, man, come on. Like, you know, basically trying to say, hey, lighten up, you know, but I didn't say lighten up, but. Like, it's, it'll just be a fun time. And then he just started kind of complaining about one or two of the people that are part of that band. And I was like, well, what? Why? You don't get along with them? And he's like, no, we get along fine. But but this person is... Everything is ruined, Steve. But this person is is an asshole this way or blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, man, you know, it, it's a, such a shame because there's no reason to have such a negative attitude about that. And it's such a shame. It's such a letdown to me because he was somebody twenty years ago, a little bit more than twenty years ago, that I looked up to, as as a yeah. know, as a bass player. I was like, uh, you know, and so I invited him as I do all the time. Last night I invited him to come out on stage. He goes, Nah, man, I haven't picked up my bass since uh, since I haven't played bass since the last time I was here. You know, playing with you. So he's you know he's got a regular job. He's married, kids. And I was like. And the other people in my band remember him, remember him from last time, remember when he came up and played, and they both, they all were like, "Hey man, why don't you come out and jam a song?" And he's like, "Nah, you know, I like he just turned it down in a way that he was, and where he was just completely unappreciative of the fact that we were offering and being friendly with him and, and whatnot. And it might just be the way he is; he's just kind of a kind of an Eeyore." Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, but it don't was spend ju- too much time thinking about it. No, it's just kind of disheartening again. And then, the, but what what happened as a result of that was like we got done from break, and I went up. We went up to play, and I was just right, really. And he sat, he hung out for a while, and he just sitting down watching us. Um, and I I I was able to kind of get the 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 
appreciation again for the millionth time for the band that I play with. Because it's it's such a, you know, you take that element of time out of there. It's such an interesting thing that, that it's just, it's all about perspective, a change of perspective. Because, you know, because I'll have nights with my band where it's just like, oh, man, this person is really annoying me. Or like, why doesn't this person get this thing right? Or blah, blah, blah. And by having that experience with this with with this guy, I went back up on stage for a, a new appreciation for my band again. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and felt it and like, and was able to kind of see things through Tom's eyes uh, of him sitting there watching us. You know, somebody who hasn't played much in the last 10 or 15 or 20 years. Um, seeing me, you know, where I as, whereas I used to look up to him, at that point, he would almost have no choice to look in, at what I'm doing and say, oh, wow, you know, he's, he's, Steve has accomplished something here. You know, he's, oh, he's, not, he's not somebody that's going to say that to me or, or anything, but, but I could just feel it, you know, like, and, you know, it's hard for me to keep that, that objective perspective because I'm doing this night after night after night. But w- when I'm able to kind of step outside myself and see that and, say, and, and like view my band that way, it's like, man, you know, we really have. You know, if you get outside the bubble of Bourbon Street, it's like, wow, you know, we really, we really are good musicians and we r- really are a good band and we've really accomplished something that most people don't get to do. So, so I, uh, that was, that was the takeaway for me from that. So I didn't see it as a negative experience at all, but, uh, but it's interesting experience nonetheless. You know, Tom, the bass player. Yes. Um, so have you had any experiences like that where you were able to kind of, uh, see it from a different perspective? I can remember like being really appreciative of playing with the band, um, you know, back when, you know, original days, early nineties to mid nineties playing out all the time. And I remember playing somewhere and the drummer, it might've been open mic or we might've been on a multiple band bill. I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like very, I remember talking to like a whole bunch of drummers that were happened to be there. It was like a hang and being very humbled, you know, at, at, at you know, the conversations that we were having. And I was very like excited to play. And I remember the kid coming off the stage before me and I, you know, being polite because I really hadn't been listening or didn't really remember what the band was doing because we were immersed in this conversation. But I said, I remember saying to the guy, Hey man, you sound really good. And he said, "Yeah, I know." And I remember laughing to myself, like going on the stage and thinking, "Man, that guy has you know a, a lot to 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 grow, a lot a lot of growth ahead of him." Right. You know, to be part of a, a musician's community, or like it was like just interesting. I just came from like I said, a conversation about all this camaraderie and supporting each other and coming out and I had students there and, and, and my peers and it was just a really good night. So it, again, I was humbled 
because uh, you could see that like the band that went on before us wasn't that good. We came on like a polished machine, you know what I mean? With, you know, mega sequencers and playing to a live click track and lights and, you know, like at the club, we would go all out because it was an arena like we talked about. So it was definitely like the opener and then, you know, we came on and I remember there being like no love lost or no camaraderie or no appreciation from the band that had gone on before us. Not to say like, wow, you guys were really good because it was obvious that we, you know, we, we really were together and had a great night, Right. but it was more like a competition or a contest. You know what I mean? There was like an ego there. And I can remember that that happened in a couple of times. I remember that happening, um, um, you know, we had played Ruins Cafe. You remember that place? I remember the, the name. I don't remember where was it like it was, it was in Lodi. Oh, Lodi. Yeah, yeah, stage yeah, I remember that. And Gordon, big heavy guy, Gordon, he's a real, real unfriendly dude. But it was like his club. He had a mullet, and he was like really obnoxious. And I remember going there and bringing the mega kit and him being like. You know, I remember the, the we played with, um, I don't remember the name of the band. It was like Soul Sisters or it might have been Soul Finger. It was a band that was opening for us. And the guy called me at my house to tell me, hey, I got your number from Gordon at the club. And I'm thinking, why is Gordon giving out my number, first of all? And second of all, he says, I want to let you know that you're not to put anything on the stage until we're done playing. Like, we're opening for you, but we're going up on the stage, and then you can bring your equipment in after we're done and set up. So I'm like, I don't think it works that way at Ruins. And he's like, well, that's how it's going to go down. So I'm like, okay, so you know me. I get there early, early, right? Like, you know, we would usually have like 8 o'clock loading. I'm there like 7.15, you know? So I roll in, and Gordon's there, and, and he's like, you know, he knows us and what we've done. He's like, you, you bring that mega drum set with you? I said, yeah. He's like, you have to set that up on the, on the riser. He's like, I don't want that thing off to the side. It takes up like four tables worth of space. You can put it up on the stage, and I'll just keep the lights off, and then that band, you know, the opening band can set up on the floor in front of you because we're only doing one set. I said, right. okay. So I have, like, guys with me. You know, we load in. We set the whole kit up in, like, you know, 25 minutes the mega kit is fully erected set up unleashed all the cases are back away the van's parked you know what i mean like we're done dude the guy rolls in from the other band and he's like what is this what is this what is this i made it specifically clear to be done here what is this I said, oh, dude, this is a 1985 Yamaha Power Recording Custom virtual <laughs> and he's like that's not what I mean. And he starts flipping out, dude. And dude, Gordon comes over to him and like just gets right in the guy's face. And he says, like, shut the fuck up and go get your band and bring him in here because you're late and you're setting up on the floor in front of him. And that's the way it's going to fucking be. If you don't like it, then don't come. Don't even bring your shit in there. Oh. It's not for discussion. I'm not arguing with you about it. Either you bring your shit in and you set it up here on the floor or fucking go home. Wow. There you go. Laying it down. Just like laying it down, dude. No bullshit, Gordon. And the guy's like, uh, yeah. right outside. Set up on the floor, all disgruntled. Same thing, dude. Like, guy setting up, like, you know, like, like dude, like, in a fury. You know what I mean? Like, guy was just so fucking mad. I remember goofing on that situation, too, and being like, man, that guy's 
whole vibe, his whole evening is absolutely ruined because he couldn't set up on the stage. You know, that, that, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you're the opening band, you don't make demands. First of all, you you I mean, and you don't call one of the people in the band at their house <laughs> and tell them this is what I, I'm what, sorry. Am what I, I expect of you? Am I interrupting your dinner? Uh, here's what I here's what I dictate for this upcoming gig where we're my band is really nominal in the big picture. Oh boy, you know, I mean. Either you get it or you don't, man. That's I don't know if that's something you can teach to people. And that's that was another takeaway from from me from last night from this guy because like I don't know him really well. You know, I know him in passing. I know him from from yeah, sure. you know because bass players don't hang out with each other. I have friends that are bass players, and I, but I don't simply because when you're playing in a band, there's only one bass player. You don't need any other bass players around, right? And you know, most people don't. But I I mean, I still have friends that are bass players, but um. But he's somebody I would just see here and there, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I never really had any strong opinion of his personality either way. I, you know, I was always just friendly to him and, and, and whatnot. And, but then last night, seeing the, his attitude with this whole situation, it was like, all right, yeah, this is the guy that I've known. You know, this is the way he's been since I've known him. Um, and, you know, I, I guess, you know, that's just the way he's going to be, period. Yes, it could just be his demeanor, dude. Yeah, and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing that has anything to do with me about it. You know, and that's that's where people get wrapped up a lot. You know, it's like, you know, people take things personally, and that's where, where arguments and disagreements start. Um, and, and I could easily have gone that way with this. And I just was like, you know, I tried to implore to him that, you know, it's just going to be fine and blah, blah, blah. And then when that wasn't wasn't uh, taken, you know, as, as it was intended, then I just like, I just let it go. That was it. All right. Okay. Like, that's just the way this guy is. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. Um and that's, I mean, not only in your music career, but in life, that's the best way to kind of approach things like that. You know, and I'm one to always trying to question myself. Like, I'm always like, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Did I, you know, what, what is it me? You know, like, that's the way I th- think about things. And to a fault for, for a lot of my life where I'm just like, I, I, you know, will beat myself up over things. And, and I would have in the past done that with this situation but it's like all right well it's just this guy this is just the way he is and he doesn't want to come have fun oh well we're still gonna have fun (laughs) you know and uh yeah yeah dude you you meet all kinds of i remember working in the city and going to a job and i'm on the job for five minutes i go upstairs i see what they're doing they're jackhammering some holes in the floor for some conduits to put in for electric. Go downstairs. I had some on my hand from the elevator, like it had some kind of oil grease on it. So I go in the bathroom, wash my hands. I come out of the bathroom. The elevator door opens, dude. This guy comes out, and he's just like comes storming out of the elevator into the work area. So I said, uh, I said, hey, man, how's it going? He goes, how's it going? Fucking terrible. How, who are you? <laughs> just like that. So I'm like, Excuse me? Oh, boy. 
Yeah. He goes, who are you? I said, who are you? He goes, you know what? I'm fucking done talking to you. And he turns around and gets back in the elevator. The door's closed and he goes back and he goes away. <laughs> That's my interaction with the guy. Who I find out later was the tenant downstairs who had complained about noise. And when the guy jackhammered the floor above him, a big piece of plaster fell off his ceiling and crashed down on his antique typewriter. Aww. So the guy was fairly upset. And he happened to be coming up to find out who he was going to complain to about the plaster damage. And I was the first person he encountered. So you took the wrath. But, but yeah, but but, in, but probably in a good buffer way because I was totally goofing on the guy when when he first came out of the elevator. I said to him, "How's it going?" Right. He says, "How's it going? Fucking terrible. Who are you?" <laughs> I, started, I couldn't <laughs> help but almost laugh out loud right to the guy. You know, I think I kind of smiled and I said, "Excuse me," like I didn't expect the guy to say that. You know, right? But he was yeah, visibly yeah. upset. But it was just funny. Caught me off guard. But I wasn't like offended by it or taken back. I was kind of amused. And then the conversation just continued from there where he was completely irate and just being crazy, and I was just being very aloof to him, you know? That's funny. Yeah, yeah was, that, that, that's good. great. Sense of humor always deflects things like that because then they can't, oh, yeah. they can't penetrate you if you're just like, <laughs> if you're just if you're laughing. Like nobody who's angry wants somebody laughing at them. That's the no, worst. no, that's I just, why I wasn't laughing in his face. But when I said, right. excuse me, he's like, who are you? I said, who are you? And he goes, you know what? I'm fucking done talking to you. <laughs> we didn't really say much, but okay, buddy. Have a good day. <laughs> you should have said, but 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 no, I want I want to get to know you. Wait, but come back. Come back. Yeah, and then we had another guy come on the job, this older guy, and, and <laughs> we're like, you have to go down and get the key from that guy because they have to go in and repair the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, boy, the other guy goes, man, that guy's a lunatic. You don't want to talk to him. He's a real, he's a real a-hole. And this little old guy we had working with us comes back and he's like, "Oh, dude, I got the key. Gave me this alarm code. We talked about the old mother, the, the old country. His grand saw a picture of his grandfather. Started talking. He's like, me and him are pals now.'" <laughs> <laughs> so good. for some reason, the guy had the wrath of the world on everybody except this one old guy that we had working with us. Oh, and it was like his pal. At least he spared him. Yeah, he did. I. Thought it was pretty funny though. I forget the guy's name too. It was like Albert or something like that. Ah. But good times though. Right good on. times. Good times. Yeah, I, I've seen. That's one thing. Like over the years working in construction, I've seen people flip out or not be happy or be like, I mean, just the stories I could tell you of people, you know, just their reaction to stuff. I remember working in a school, and the guy coming in going, "Hey, man." I don't know whose car this is in the parking lot out here, but it's, you got to move it because like I'm not going to make the turn with the, with the delivery. So I'm like, all right, no problem. So I go inside to the principal's office, and there's a bunch of ladies sitting there. I said, hey, one of you women have, um, uh, you know, I said, I'm Tony. I, I got to move some cars outside. I says, any of your license plate this, blah, 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 blah. And the lady says, yeah, it's my license plate. I says, oh, I says, the guy just backed over your car with the cement truck. You got to come outside. So I'm really sorry. Oh, my God. And she's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man! Like, starts flipping out. I said, no, listen, I said, I said, <laughs> I said, no, I'm only kidding. I said, but I can't. The guy can't make it the turn for the delivery, so you just gotta move it so he doesn't hit it. She goes, I don't think it's. I don't find that funny, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Lady got all fucking cranked up, dude. 
all nasty, like completely did not appreciate the goof on her. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, one, one only one of the other women was kind of smirking, like getting a kick out of it. The other two of them were like, oh, boy. She must have like the cool attitude, and I said, "Well, just think about how much better you feel about it. <laughs> you know, your car's not spinning. Right, right. I'll meet, I mean, you, I'll meet you outside. That's what a that's what a normal person would be like. Oh, like you know, it, day, the, the first news so would, there. yeah, the initial news would be tragic, and you'd be like, oh my god, oh that's horrible. And then, nah, I'm just kidding. It's a little. I'm like, oh, thank God. But this lady was. See, the people like that are just. They're angry already. You know, they're. <laughs> yes, yes, they are already angry at something. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk about, I, I don't know that we did talk about it on a, a, uh, a, a episode that disappeared or last, but I, I don't think we did, but I went to, on my birthday, which was July 4th, I went to see yesterday, the movie yesterday. Are you familiar with this movie? Yeah. That's the one where the guy that has all the Beatles music and he like rediscovers it to the world. Yeah. Reduces it to the world. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you the premise, and I, I'm not going to give any spoilers here with it, but the premise is that uh, this guy is a struggling musician, and he uh, he's about to just hang it up. He's like, you know, and it shows him playing a couple gigs where there's hardly anybody there, but he's got this female friend who's his manager who believes in him, and he's playing songs. He's playing originals, um, and they're, they're okay. You know, and and I think they were designed for the movie to be okay. Um, and but he's got a core group of followers, you know, like three or four people that are really believe in him. One of them being this girl, his manager. And they show him playing a couple gigs and and whatnot. And then this crazy thing happens: the power goes out all over the world for about twenty seconds or thirty seconds, and. When it happens, he's riding his bicycle away, like uh, leaving a gig, riding his bicycle home, and he gets hit by a bus. The power goes out, and the bus, you know, stoplights go out, and this bus hits him. And he ends up in the hospital. He lost a couple teeth. And then he starts, once he recovers from the injuries, he's hanging out with that core group of friends. And they all give him a, a gift, you know, as a, like, you know, glad he's not dead, you know, get well, kind of, we're glad you're, you're back. And one of the, the manager girl gives him a guitar. And it was a, it's a really nice guitar. And he says, um, well, a really nice guitar, or a really beautiful guitar deserves a really beautiful song. And he starts playing Yesterday by the Beatles. And they all look at him like, in, and it's a very good performance. Um, in in the movie, you know he's just sitting in the backyard playing it, but it's his voice is perfect for it. He plays it really well, and they're all sitting there like aghast. And and then he's done with it, and, and they're like, "When did you write that song?" And he's like, "I didn't write it. It's a, you know it's the Beatles, McCartney and Lennon." And he's like, and they're like, "The Beatles? What?" And like they never heard of it. So he goes back home and he googles it, and he can't find any record of the Beatles. So th- this power outage caused this fluke thing where the Beatles never existed. Um, s- but he's aware of, of the music. And he has albums of Beatles? He goes flipping through his albums, and he's looking through Like, he's got this whole stack of albums, and he's flipping through, flipping through, looking for the Beatles, and he can't find it. It doesn't exist. 
but he still has the memory for it. So he starts to try to remember songs. And he's like, he makes these post-it notes on his on his bedroom wall. He's like, uh, and and the the running joke through the whole movie is Eleanor Rigby. Rigby. He's trying to remember all the words. He's like, and and as the movie progresses, he remembers more, and that's kind of funny. But he starts like, you know, just trying to remember all the songs and then practicing them, and then going out to gigs. He because the the gig before the whole power thing happened. He's like, uh, that's it. I'm done. I'm done playing. So now he's this. His career has been resuscitated, and he's like, I'm going to go out and and play these songs. You know, play the Beatles songs, and you know, basically pass them off as, on his as his own because nobody nobody knows the Beatles. And at first, he's playing gigs, and the same result. You know, there's only five people there, and it's just like, eh, you know, like nothing. But then it starts to pick up and. And he gets recognition for for it. And uh, it's if you're a Beatles fan, it's such a great movie because it's such a celebration of the Beatles' music. And that was the reason I really wanted to see it. Um, it That's cool. Yeah, really well done movie. Um, and uh, fairly predictable as far as the storyline goes, but but still really worth the watch. Um, but again, another takeaway for me from that was like. You just have to have this, like, this belief and and this this core belief for, of the power of music. You know, th- something that's 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 subconscious for you. Because I- if you're a musician, because you just never know what's going to transpire from that. And you know, clearly that a thing like this is fantasy, and it's not going to happen like that. But there's so many, there's multitudes of, of other ways that things could open up for you in a way you never thought. And, you know, and e- as frustrated and as defeated as, as you feel sometimes, it's, it's best to just keep moving forward. You know, no matter what level oh, you're yeah. at a, as a musician, no matter what level, because it, it, it doesn't really matter. The same principle applies no matter what level you're at as a musician just keep moving forward you're gonna have obstacles you're gonna have times when you feel just completely defeated um but then the the power of the universe the magic of the universe the magic of life will come to support you and as long as you have that core foundation in you that love for music and I, I just put a post up the other day on, uh, in the group yesterday uh, in the CBC group on Facebook saying, uh, first and foremost, this group is a celebration of music. Please do not forget that. Because people get into discussions about all sorts of minutiae involved in this, in this business. But I really wanted to, to continue to emphasize that the, the magic and the, the power and the love for music is what's at is primary. For, for all of this, you know, for what we do, blah, 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 what we talk about. And that's, uh, we always need to remember that, I think. That is a very, very important thing to remember because even when you feel like we've talked about this in the past where things are becoming complacent or stagnant or, you know, you're just taking things for granted, you know, you reflect on that. And like you said, just the importance of the joy of, of not only playing music, but listening to it, you know, and just music itself. Yeah, 
I just feel like it's my it's my reason for it's my purpose for being alive. It's like I am living, breathing, swimming in this every day, and that's that's what my life. I, that's the life I want. Yeah, you know that's the life. That's the calling. Was the calling for me that feels natural. And I know I'm an, a kind of an anomaly with in this, but I think some of the things that that I believe in and and talk about and practice are applicable for for everybody. Yeah, if you want it. If you can get past that negativity, you know, that doesn't serve you. That's just that's separating you from things or from people. You know? Well said. And it comes it comes up in all of us, but it's something that we as long as you acknowledge it and then just and realize that you have the power to change it. And uh, you can really accomplish anything, you know. Yeah, and when you see when you flick the switch, you know, from negativity to positivity, things really do change. You know, the circumstances change, the people you run into change, just the whole vibe of what's going on changes. You know. Yeah, and, and be aware of yourself and your reactions to things. Like last night, I was like, it, my inner dialogue was like, I'm not going to let this guy's negativity destroy my positivity in fact i'm gonna let it feed my positivity and that's exactly what i did and that's exactly how i felt and that and the results from that were were tremendous were 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 beyond uh uh way beyond the effort that you put in i mean there's barely any effort but it's just it's uh it's it's magnified i guess that's the the right word the, the positive becomes more magnified. Yes, it's enhanced. It's enhanced. It's, uh, yeah, multiplied. It's magnified. It's multiplied. Yeah. Um, Electrified. <coughs> so, um, personified. Yeah. Quantification. So, I didn't have, that's pretty much my update, updates from the last week. As Excellent. As far as music going is on. concerned. Yeah, always a lot going on. It's I'm doing this 24/7. I talked about it last week, but we're doing this, uh, putting together this contest for for the or for uh, Cover Band Central, where we're going to give away a brand new guitar. Nice. A brand new wow. electric guitar um, that is not cheap. It's going to be a really good one. Um, Chunk hooked this all up, and um, I haven't officially announced it. I'm talking about it here, but if you want to get in on that, um, check in with the whole thing on Cover Band Central in the group on Facebook or the page. I'll be promoting it everywhere. Um, and then in the VIP, VIP group, too. And there'll be a certain levels of being able to get entries in. Like, you can just sign up for an entry. Or if you buy the ebook, which is available on the website, you'll get, like, Several entries. I, I don't. I haven't decided on the numbers yet, but but once that's all set up, I'll uh, it'll be all shared all over Coverband Central land. It's almost a world now. Coverband Central world because there's a podcast, Facebook page, Facebook group, Facebook VIP group, website, and that's it. <laughs> Coverband Central universe first. Yeah, we're not quite a universe level yet, but we'll get there. I'm telling I you, dude, we're going to get there. We will be. We're, yes. I still have yet to 
to get the uh, a, a new graphic done but I'm uh, that's on my short list of stuff to do to get a new uh, graphic to promote this podcast a little bit more and uh, just take this to the next level too we need to get some more guests on the podcast too if you think anybody let me know and it doesn't have to be somebody famous we could talk to somebody who's just like in the industry like if you think of a friend of yours or somebody you know okay because I like having guests you know special guest blah 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 right you know blah 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 would be a fantastic guest Yes, blah, blah. Have, have you been? Where have you been playing? Well, Tony and Steve, I just played at blah, blah, blah for Bleeby Blee Nights, and I'm very glad to be back playing blah, blah with Bling Bling Baby. That's it. It's like Mad Libs. Just fill in the blank. <laughs> it's Mad Libs. It's all it is. Yeah. No bad habits, mad rabbits. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah, it is. Um, very cool. Yes. So, yeah, so, so by next week, we I will have a Chamber update, you will have a Mad Rabbit update, and then we will update the world prior to my vacation. Right, right. So we'll be back next week, and then we'll have a Right, right Steve, yes, right. And I expect to see a mega sandcastle. I'm excited for that. Megatron sandcastle will be delivered. Yes. Um, Tradition will continue. Do you have the whole like pictures of every year? Uh huh. All in one like spot where you can I do see the yep. see the progression of your creativity. Oh, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Do you guys? What, do you guys? Uh, see, are you don't have a well? Your son is a musician, and you're a musician. Do you guys in- yes. include incorporate that into your vacation, or is it let's get away from all of it? It it depends. You know, usually it's get away from it, you know, for a week just to be out and about and just not have any distractions, you know, because Cole's going to bring his bass and bring an amp and, you know, and I'm like, just leave all the instruments home. We're just going to go down and chill, hang by the beach, you know what I mean? Make a fire, let up fireworks, fly some kites, chill out. But I'm sure he'll bring something. Maybe bring the cajon and, you know, he said you can't, you can't escape music and everyone that's going, it's very musical. Yeah. Oh, my, it's his nephews, yeah. Because so. I love the whole... Sitting on the beach with the, with the fire with the with the acoustic guitars thing, you know, I could do that every day for the rest of my oh, life. Yeah. You know, I love that. I I went on this vacation when I was a kid with my parents to it was Seaside when Seaside was nice, and we stayed for a couple of days. And I brought my bass. This was early on in my bass playing. I just remember this now, which is so cool because we were just talking about this, but I brought my bass and my amp. I had this little amp, and they let me do it, and we had this hotel right on the boardwalk, and we had there was like a porch. We were like second floor, and there was a, a, like a patio. We could stand outside, and I remember doing that, like having the screen door or the, the sliding door open, just sitting there, and Dragging the bass out on the on the the porch, and just staring at the ocean and the beach and seeing the boardwalk and just playing my bass and I was like, you know, it was it was just so perfect for me. You know, I I, I love that being around the beach and that's where I belong. Oh yeah, yeah. I probably was not very good at playing at that point, but but. 
I was having fun. I didn't care. And that's that's what it's, that's the most important thing. <laughs> that is the most important thing. To have fun. Yes. All right. Well, that does it for 62. I think the audio is much better. I can't wait to go back and listen. But uh, CoverBandCentral.com. Sign up for a free profile for you or your band or both. It is free. It will always be free. And lots of people coming in in there. So check that out. Uh, on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash CoverBandCentral. That's the page. Facebook.com slash groups slash CoverBandCentral is the group and the VIP group. There's a link to it in both the group and the page. You can check it out. The VIP group is going to be huge soon. And that's it. Remember to have fun. Have fun always, man. Absolutely. We on Patate. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.